0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where's the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, Since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I have a New Year's resolution to... Use or to reference the Catechism of the Catholic Church at least once during my homilies on Sunday this year. This is a new edition of the Catechism just printed by Ascension Press. And if any of you did the Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike, show of hands, any of you all? Okay, yeah, some of you did that. So now he's doing the Catechism in a Year podcast so i probably won't listen to the podcast myself but if you've never read through the catechism i highly recommend it because father mike's very good very entertaining very articulate he's enthusiastic about his faith and he's reading right from the catechism so if you've never had a chance to read the relatively new catechism It's less than 30 years old. It's worth doing. I've studied it a lot, but it's always good to go back and review. So it's divided into four parts. What we believe, how we worship, how uh, we live our lives, like the morality, you might say, how we live. And then finally, how we pray. The last part is dedicated to prayer. So in this first part, what we believe, number 528, it explains our feast day today, the Epiphany. The Epiphany is the manifestation of Jesus as Messiah of Israel, Son of God, and Savior of the world. The great feast of Epiphany celebrates the adoration of Jesus by the wise men from the East, together... With his baptism in the Jordan and the wedding feast at Cana in Galilee. We'll come back to that. In the baptism in the, uh, in the Magi, representatives of the neighboring pagan religions, the gospel sees the first fruits of the nations who welcome the good news of salvation through the incarnation. The Magi's coming to Jerusalem in order to pay homage to the king of the Jews shows that they seek in Israel, in the messianic light of the star of David, the one who will be king of the nations. Their coming means that pagans can discover Jesus and worship him as son of God and savior of the world only by turning toward the Jews and receiving from them the messianic promise as contained in the Old Testament. The epiphany shows that the full number of the nations now takes its place in the family of the patriarchs and acquires the dignity of Israel's birthright. So that's a rather long paragraph. But there you go, a good explanation of the epiphany. And then it gives other numbers that will help you fully understand what was just read. So it's going to other sections to highlight certain aspects of that number that we just read. So essentially, Epiphany is a manifestation. Christ Jesus manifesting himself to the nations. And again, as I said in my opening comments, we are all beneficiaries of this because As I said, I don't think any of us here were born into Jewish families. So he manifests himself so that we can be attracted to him, so that he can draw us to himself. The star in today's narrative in today's gospel is something we're all pretty familiar with. It's a... a, a very popular symbol in the Christmas season. And we know that they followed the star. They were drawn by it. They were drawn to it, and they followed it. And in a a similar way, God wants to draw all of us to himself by revealing himself to us. It's really what Christmas is all about in a sense. It's Jesus, the Son of God, revealing to us the Father's love. And he does that all throughout his life, even in his death and absolutely in his resurrection and ascension. Revealing to us the Father's love. Because God doesn't want to force us to follow him. He's not interested in having slaves or servants, but sons and daughters. So in our prayer, our prayer life, which is where we develop our friendship with God, it's not so much what we do for God in prayer because God really doesn't need us to do anything for him. So then our prayer is an opportunity for God to do something for us. And what does God want to do for us in our prayer? He wants to reveal himself to us, his love, so that we are drawn to him, so that we are attracted to him. That's how God wants to work in you and with you and through you. Again, he's not interested in forcing you or making you do something out of fear. But rather, he wants to attract you out of love. So a simple prayer would be, Lord, in this new year, please help me to allow myself to be drawn by you, closer to you. When I go to my prayer, Help me to be aware of how you are revealing yourself to me, how you are revealing your heart, your love to me. And then let me be drawn by that and let me draw, let me give you permission to draw me closer to yourself so that your unchanging love can change me. I got that from Pope Francis. So that your unchanging love can change me. Because I need to be changed. I want to be changed. I want to be transformed. I want to be glorified. How's that? If you paid attention to that first reading and the second reading, the word glory appears a lot. And that is ultimately what God wants to do for you. He not only created you, he not only saved you, but in the end, he wants to glorify you. Which is to say, he wants to give you his very life, his very spirit. See, I'm wearing gold today. Gold represents this glory that has been revealed by God. Pope St. John Paul II would say that Jesus Christ fully reveals to us the dignity of man and the meaning of life. Jesus Christ is the answer to the question that is every human life. So if you've ever asked yourself, which all of us do at one time or another, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Why do I exist? Even little boys ask themselves that question, right? Why am I here? What am I doing? What's the meaning and the purpose of my life? Where am I going? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to become? John Paul II would say, Jesus is the answer to all of those questions. He fully reveals to us what we are supposed to be and what we are supposed to do, namely, love. We are meant to become love and to love others as God has loved us. So he draws us to himself, he fills us with his love, and then he sends us out. I call that the dynamic of God's dynamic love. It's a nice play on words, right? The dynamic of God's dynamic love. And the word dynamic sounds a little bit like our word dynamite. Do you know what dynamite is? What does dynamite do? It goes boom, right? Comes from a Greek word, dunamis, which means power. Whoa. Right? So God literally shares his power, his life, his glory with us. He wants us to get wrapped up in that, to become that, so that we can then go out and be light and glory in our world. So let's pray for that today. Let's pray that we can all experience Jesus the Christ in a new way this year. And like I said, if you haven't read the Catechism or you haven't read it in a long time, Go for it. It will help you grow in your faith, your hope, your love. It'll help you get to know God better and yourself better and the church. And as we do that this year, we pray, Lord, that you would fill us with your glory so that we can become all that you created us to be and so that we can do all that you have asked us to do. Amen.